more amazing people to get to know a little bit more. One um, thing about the next guest is she's a Florida girl like myself, and I'm lucky enough to get to text her sometimes when I go down her way and we hang out and... Sometimes I think I, my craziness drives you crazy because you're so structured. And <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but I love hanging out with you, and we have a good time, and even hit some vintage stores sometimes, and that's always fun. Um, but Carolyn Friedlander, I'm so glad that you're sitting next to me, and we're going to get to learn more about you. All right, tell us a little bit about your creative journey and how sewing um, became the thing that you wanted it to be in your life. All right, hi, everybody. Um, I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having this. Um, yeah, so my creative journey started like many many of you and probably many, and many people up here that have already talked. Uh, I loved being creative as a kid. I mean, as long as I can remember, I've always loved making things and learning to make things. My mom sews um and so she made clothes for us as kids and I always thought that was like the coolest thing um I mean that was definitely like our normal um going to the fabric store with her and checking out the fabric on bolts and being able to like pick the pattern and then pick the fabric that we could you know put together and have have something made so yeah I definitely remember that and I loved that um and I did a few like I remember actually taking a few kids sewing classes um, when I was young, but mostly um, my sister and I would kind of just like fiddle around in my mom's sewing room, um, taking scraps of fabric and making like pillows, and I don't think we made anything too crazy. Um, but yeah, and so then I loved doing like art in high school, and that led me to college where I studied art and architecture, which I also loved. Um, and kind of like Kim was talking about, um, you know, I also kind of have a side of me that likes, you know, I like math, I like geometry, I like things that kind of have a logic and a system to them, but then I also really like things that are creative, and I always felt like architecture was the perfect blend of those two things. Uh, and so I really enjoyed studying architecture, it was so much fun. Um, and I felt like I learned a lot about being creative and then also about myself, it was really, kind of interesting um, doing that. Um, and so yeah, I worked in architecture for a few years and then while I was doing that and after college, I, for the first time I felt like I had time to sew. I remember seeing my mom doing some free motion quilting and it, that just like completely blew my mind. I felt like, um, to me it looked like drawing but with a sewing machine and I've always loved to draw and um, seeing that you know, like the variables were really cool. So she was taking something that could be three-dimensional. She was taking fabric and the batting and then using the sewing machine to like stitch those layers together so you could create kind of this different texture and this different volume. Um, and I was really excited about that. So that was definitely something that drew me into quilting. But then once I finally was back into like a fabric store, I loved seeing all of the different fabrics, um, all of the bright colors so that sucked me in. And then as soon as I started doing that, I just was like massively obsessed. <laughs> and... Yeah, it's pretty much been like that ever since, I guess. I am so glad, Adeline, back there, that you're hearing this story. <laughs> My daughter is here because she has handmade on, and that's exactly the experiences we have. And I hope that one day that that translates like it did for you. I mean, I think that's so cool to hear that and to see it happening in my own life and 
I don't know. It kind of brings two and two together for me. That's kind of funny. So I, I have um, some nephews and a niece, and I'll, I love to sew stuff for them. And the two older nephews, I was making them T-shirts one weekend, and I went over and like gave them the shirts, and they were like super stoked. And the older one, he's like, "Wow, that's cool. You made that, so it's like free." <laughs> 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 and I was like, uh, "All right, I mean, <laughs> whatever gets him excited about it." So <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, how would you define your style? I feel like when I see your work, I. I know that it is you, and I know that it, your fabric is you. It, you have a definite style, I think, but do you see that in yourself, and do you care to have a style? Yeah, that's kind of a – I guess it's a tough question. I, as I was, like, hearing you ask everyone else, I was like, oh, gosh, that's, you're going to ask me that too. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's always hard to describe. I honestly don't think about style. I sometimes feel like labels can feel – uh, like a lot of pressure, or they might, I don't know, I don't like to feel like I'm in a box, I think, uh, and that's something that may not be the most productive thing to, to stress yourself out about. I mean, if it's something that you are really interested in, like, you know, class of, you know, finding some kind of category that you want to fit into, that's great. But for me, I kind of am more interested in just kind of uh, going towards things that I'm most excited about, something that I really want to, you know, with quilt, the quilts that I make or, you know, the fabric that I'm working on, it's usually always something that I'm really curious to see if that will work. I'll get an idea in my head, and then um, I'm usually just wanting to see if that works out in real life. So I think that kind of staying close to whatever is, like, driving you most can kind of help naturally give you a style just because and and that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to always stay the same kind of like Kim was talking about she's you know kind of evolves as an artist and goes through different things that she's interested in I think that that's like a totally natural thing and that even if you start becoming known for something that like you know if you are staying true to yourself you're going to be probably interested in things that will grow and change as you as you move along and I think that that's pretty cool yeah I agree um how, how does inspire? I mean, you know, how is your process when you, you know, get that inspiration? Is it from, do you do photographs? You know, Anna makes notes to herself. How, how do you have that process? Do you, you know, do you take photographs? Do you go outside? Where do you do that? Yeah, I think kind of just, uh, you know, I say inspiration is everywhere, but that's totally true. So as long as, you know, if ever I'm feeling like stumped or challenged by something I think it's mostly just a matter of not like actively doing things whether that's you know like when I'm really compelled to like make a quilt or like work on a drawing or um work in the yard <laughs> <laughs> or do something else like sometimes that's usually when you know I'm really able to kind of connect some dots or like figure out something that wants me to take the next step so that for me is kind of the most important thing is just to not feel like you have to I mean of course you know like now like working in it, I have deadlines and there are things that I have to do, but um, kind of overall, it's really important for me to make sure that I maintain um, kind of an interest creatively in what I'm doing so that I am kind of able to kind of help connect those dots and, and kind of maintain maintain that. We had really a lot of fun talking about deadlines <laughs> last night. How do you deal with deadlines? Probably shouldn't have brought that up. <laughs> That's kind of stressful. But but no, I think um, deadlines can actually be really, really good. Yeah, I love a deadline. Um, because, I mean, they're a deadline. You have to get something done by then. I think, you know, when you're working on something creative or really anything and there's no, like, 
goal or endpoint, you can easily just keep may probably not plugging along, but just like making excuses to not do it. Right. Um, whereas if you have this deadline, not only do you kind of have to do it, but even if you're kind of right on it, you really are forced to, to, to make a decision about it and, and figure it out. So um, I think that they are really good. <laughs> yes, deadlines. <laughs> I love a deadline. I, I like to do laundry when I have a deadline. I like to clean, talk to people that I don't want to talk to. I, I do anything <laughs> except for a day before. Then I'll get it all done. Um, when did you feel like you had made it? And do you, do you care to feel like you had, have made it? I yeah. feel like you've made it. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think that that's also uh, – I, I don't I don't know. I think that I always want to feel like there's something else that I'm interested in. Like, I'm, I'm very um, – I don't know. I'm always thinking about stuff and always thinking about ways to improve things. So, for me, it's hard to – like, I honestly don't ever just sit back and go, like, ah, lay on the couch and be like, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> <Or like> <laughs> I did that last night. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I lay down and I was like, whoa, am I dreaming? That just happened. I made it. And I, Anna, thank you. I, f I do feel like I've made it <laughs> tonight. So <laughs> it's okay to have those moments. Yeah, I think I more have to remind myself because I usually am thinking about so many things in advance uh, just because, you know, I'm really excited about a lot of the stuff that I'm doing. And so that naturally, I think, kind of happens. But then the problem with that is that you also kind of forget to kind of look back and kind of appreciate the things right. that have and so I there are times when I do try to do that um that's something that I try to work on but yeah okay I, I'll text you and be like hey girl <laughs> you made it <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you made it you're here you're doing good um are there any habits that you love about your creative process yeah so that one too when you first asked it I was thinking I was like gosh I have like the worst habits <laughs> Um, but I actually think that some of my bad ones are kind of good. Like one, um, so I, d I really do like things to be pretty tidy or that's like what I aspire to having. Um, but sometimes things get a little bit messy. Um, you know, cause my, one of my, I guess something that is true about me is that I'm super visual and I like to be able to see things. And if I don't see it, then it does not exist. And I forget about it. And so the way what kind of that results in is that I'll have kind of stacks of things. I have a lot of like stacks of things. My husband loves my stacks. <laughs> well, that's loves good. Loves them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so while I think part of me uh, wishes that maybe I didn't have stuff out so much, um, sometimes it can be really good because then you end up with like really random things that are put together. Yeah. And that's like some of my favorite stuff yeah. is when I just have these things that just happen to end up together and and I don't know I think that that's really exciting Kim feels like that all the time <laughs> <laughs> she's like oh look at there <laughs> I love that let's put that together um what advice would you give somebody that is starting out and that could be in any sense fabric business personal whatever yeah, so I was thinking about that because uh, I've been so I was teaching the last two, well, this was my third class today, and so it was a lot of fun working with students. And I know this is something that's always really important to me is just kind of I really try to set the right tone 
because I know like the classroom environment, especially at like a big event like this, it's something that you really look forward to. Uh, you know, you're able to you, you're taking classes with people that are are new or people that you're maybe meeting for the first time, but you've known them for a long time online, and you're taking cla taking classes from teachers that you know you're really excited about. And um, I feel like there's naturally just a lot of pressure. And then you're also in like a new environment and it's like there's so much going on. And um, I think that anytime you're trying something new or like getting into a new project, it's really good to like come from like a good place of comfort and to not feel like, especially in class, like I, I, have, I always will have students who are like, oh, I'm not as fast as those other people or like their combination is really good, but like, and I know that this is really hard, but it's always good to just like pay attention to what you're doing and not worry about whatever pace you might be on or whatever fabrics you've picked out. Um, I think that that's kind of, for me, that's the really fun thing about teaching is that not everybody's the same. And so um, while we're often working on the same project, it's really cool to see how like different people interpret that, not only in like, you know, visually, but then also like through how they're actually making it. It's really pretty, it's pretty neat. So that's my thing, just kind of, don't stress out too much. One of your students told me a compliment about your class today. She said, I love that Carolyn just really wants to share all the goodness in the world and really help you to be the person that you are meant to be creatively. And I was like, that is very true about you. You really just want to share your knowledge and let people in on the secrets that you have, and I think that's really special. You don't hold them really tight. You share them, and you help all of those students to go on a different path. Thanks. That was very nice. That was really nice. <laughs> um, what is something we might not know about you? I'm really excited about this one. Like, <laughs> dig deep for this one. I don't know. This one's tough. I was kind of thinking about it. Um, so, like, I kind of... This, I don't know, will probably offend some people, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I really kind of hate sports. <laughs> and like, I don't know, it's funny, so Stephanie's from Florida too, although I yeah. think you're a Florida oh, okay. State fan, but like my sister went to University of Florida, which has like a big sports thing going oh on. Oh my gosh, yes. And I say like she inherited the sports gene because she like goes to every, everything. Well, now she's got like a family, so it's like fewer, but if she takes the kids to games. She does. I follow her on Instagram. <laughs> And I'm like, whoa, girl, both your kids at a game? Whoa. I yeah. don't, I don't, yeah, the, like one of them got on like the Jumbotron or whatever. For, like, <laughs> yeah. She was really dance. I was like, I did not get that yeah. at all. Like, I, I, it'll be on, and like, I can even just be looking at it, but I am, I just glaze over instantly. Oh, yeah. It just connects to like nothing. <laughs> Yeah, my my oldest daughter and my husband talk about soccer and stuff, and my youngest daughter and I are like, oh, whatever. Okay, we're we're gonna leave this conversation and not come back. Um, and that's funny. What is something that you're gonna take away from this quilt con and hold really dear in your heart? Uh, yeah, it's always fun to come to quilt con, and this one's been great. It's being it's been great being in a new place. Um, I've been to Nashville before, but not here for quilt con and. It's just, it's, I think, brought, first of all, new people who haven't, like, maybe this is a better location or time, uh, you know, for them to attend, so that's been really neat. Um, I think for me, too, it's just really good to get out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that makes me sound like a hermit. But <laughs> <laughs> we all feel you. We all feel you. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say that that's a lie, but, um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's funny. I think it's very easy to get into, like, what we're normally like doing our daily life and um 
Yeah, so it's really nice to change that pace. I remember the first day getting in, I was like, oh, wait, yeah, I'm definitely in a different environment yeah. right now. <laughs> and uh, I kind of had to readjust. I'd kind of forgotten how, like, you know, focused I'd been. And um, and then, yeah, like, today. So I have been teaching the last few days. I haven't actually seen the show yet. I'm really excited to see it tomorrow. Um, but I went to Sherilyn Wood's lecture today at lunchtime, which was awesome. I really actually – I've, I've uh, been with her at workshops – um, but I've never heard her speak and give kind of a fuller understanding of at least her work from recently until going back. And, um, you know, one thing that I really, hit, like, struck me that she was talking about, uh, like quite a few things, but at first she's recently moved from Oakland to um, Cincinnati, and she's talked she talked about how um, that, how that effect has affected her creatively. And she was upfront with that. She's like, I've been very busy doing all of this stuff yeah. and it's kind of zapped my creativity a little bit, but she's like, that's okay. My goal right now is just to go up into my meditation room yeah, and just do a few minutes story. of that <laughs> a day. And I was just like, wow, that's really cool for someone who, you know, is the featured speaker at Qualcomm. Yep. This is someone who, you know, like that's, you know, a huge accomplishment and uh, a huge responsibility too. She has like a, a special exhibit and is giving this talk and here she's admitting to us that, yeah, I'm not making, I mean, I'm not, this is just a little bit of a lull for me right now because I've had all of these other things, but it'll come back in and there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. So I thought that was a really, really neat thing for her to, to get up there and speak about. Yeah. She talked about that last night and it was really interesting that, you know, we talked about, she gave herself permission and he, and, you know, I think there's a lot of guilt sometimes that you get on Instagram and you feel like, oh, my goodness, everybody's being so creative. Everybody's making all the time. No one is taking care of anything else, doing laundry, bathing. <laughs> They're just making all the time. And that, and, you know, Sherry said, I don't think I've sewn in, like, six months. I think it was, what, yeah, eight. And she, yeah, and I was like, okay, you know, if she can sit up here in a crowd full of people and say that, it's very powerful to give yourself. And I've had many times, some seasons of my life as a mom, I don't have creative mojo. And that's okay. Give yourself permission to take a break and come back to it. You you most likely will come back to it. And that was really powerful. Um, she was really funny last night. I cannot wait to release that podcast. <laughs> Um, so thank you so much, Carolyn, for coming. I am a huge fan and um, feel really honored to be able to talk to you tonight. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thank you. Hey. Hello. How are you? Good. How I are you? I love your glasses. Thanks. Let's talk about those. <laughs> thank you. So I heard you say that um, <laughs> somebody said, what is the tattoo on your fingers? And you said... It's my name, so I don't forget it. <laughs> <laughs> On both hands? Well, I have two names, Tula and Pink. Oh, gotcha. Oh, I, I didn't even think about the pink part. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fail. Sorry. Well, I considered the what don't you know about me fact being that I was drunk when I got this, actually. <laughs> but I pretended that it was super intentional because I really have to live with it forever now. So, <laughs> Oh, we want a better story than that from you. That's, so. that's the whole story. You're going to dig deeper. All like, right, think let's about get it. a tattoo. Because <laughs> we love each other. <laughs> I don't drink anymore. <laughs> Thank you.
<laughs> okay, Tula. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your creative journey, which I know um, really has, you went from rocker world to the sewing world, and I think that's really interesting. And I, I love that what you bring to the sewing world is so different. So tell us a little bit about that journey. Um, oh, gosh. You know, there's always the question, like, where do you start? Like, so when I was 12, my grandma gave me a sewing machine. <laughs> um, but I'm a first-generation quilter, sewer. Uh, don't come from a family of sewing and crafters. I come from a family of shoppers. So... <laughs> um, <laughs> I also do that well, um, but, uh, you know, like, so there was no background. I was just a crafty kid. Um, grandma was like, here's a sewing machine. Let's see what you do with that. And, um, you know, my mom took me to, well, I started deconstructing her home decor to make things out of. And with permission? No. Um, and I was like really, really hurt that she wasn't nearly as excited about the purse that I had made her out of the dining room cushion fabric. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I really thought she'd be more impressed, but she wasn't. So she took me to a fabric shop. I'm getting through this quickly, but um, she took me to a fabric shop. It just happened to be a quilt shop. Gotcha. If it had been any other kind of store, I probably would have been doing something really different today. Um, I was 12 years old. She signed me up for a beginning quilting class. I was the youngest person in the class by at least 45 years. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was a three-part class, so we were making four patches in the first class, borders and something in the second class, quilting and binding in the third class. Um, I still actually mentally can't figure out how that would fit into three I classes, but thinking, that was the wow, structure. Wow, that's fast. Um, but so it was like a three-class three beginning quilting class, and the teacher approached my mom after the first class and said, will you please never bring her back I mean, I was a, I was a special kid, um, and they gave me a needle with a motor on it <laughs> and a pizza cutter and said, "Do this." And you're and like, "Yes." And I was yes. like, "I could do that, or I could see how fast this needle can move." And um, yeah, so I didn't get to go back. So my my early quilting experience is making a lot of four patches because um, that was the only class part of the class I got to take. And I didn't know how to finish the quilt, so I would just make enough of them that I could wrap them around my waist and I'd sew them down the side and I'd wear it until it fell apart. And so I didn't make a real quilt until much later. Um, but. Um, yeah, rock and roll. Gosh, that's a weird one. Um, yeah, so I was in, so I was basically a closet quilter into my mid-20s. That's awesome. Um, I was working <laughs> in the record industry, um, worked for a lot of different clients, ran the gamut, um, but one of my biggest clients was Snoop Dogg, and I didn't want to lose my street cred, so I kept my quilting quiet. <laughs> Because I was afraid he wouldn't take me seriously <laughs> if he knew that I was like, I'm sorry, what? Have you made him a quilt yet? I, no, I mean, we, we're not close. Um, <laughs> he has Martha. Yeah, he's got people. Um, <laughs> he's got people. And my car's not bulletproof, so we can never go anywhere together. <laughs> um, so... But, yeah, so I was working in the record industry, and all day long I was, you know... I was art directing these albums and it was black and 
you know, lots of metal-y objects, <laughs> and, you know, it was all very intense and very, very loud, and then I was going home and making really precious quilts in my free time secretly. You know, like, my coworkers didn't even know I was making quilts. Um, and at the time, I was actually there. This was um, pretty early on in our contemporary fabric story. Um, and all that was on the market was reproductions, uh, Civil War reproductions, 30s reproductions. And so I was taking those, taking them home, screen printing on them, dyeing them, trying to make something that fit what I wanted, the kind of things I wanted to make. And my mom said, well, why don't you just design your own fabric? I'm like, that's a great idea. I'll print it in my garage. It'll be awesome. Um, <laughs> and so I designed my first fabric line, and uh, it quickly became far, it far surpassed my actual printing capabilities. My garage setup was not adequate. <laughs> um, and, you know, so I sent it into a fabric company, and now we're here. So it's like, it was this weird trajectory, and... You know, I got signed my first fabric contract and marched into the record company. I'm like, I'm quitting, bitches. And, um, <laughs> and then, you know, like three months later, I got my first royalty check. And I'm like, I really love this job. Um, and I'd really like to keep it. And if I could get a raise, that would be rad. Because um, I'm really trying to do this other thing on the side. But, um, yeah, so that was kind of like a weird trajectory didn't think I'd end up here. I mean, I went to school for graphic design and illustration. I wanted to be a children's book illustrator. Mm -hmm. um, but that's actually even harder than being a working quilter. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, right? <laughs> if that's a thing, I'm not sure yet. Um, but, yeah, so it's kind of a weird trajectory for sure. So I, I guess as being a mom and I'm listening to you, um, I'm sorry I keep going back to that, but, I mean, that's the stage I'm in. Your mom doesn't seem like she ever said, hey, you were bad in that class. You, this might not be something for you. It seems like she just kept saying, go for it, do it, not putting limitations on you. Yeah. Side note, my mom is rad. Yeah, your mom um, is. Like the raddest. If it, A lot of you have actually met her. Some of you have met her. And um, she's basically the best person that... I think maybe has ever lived. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, um, but you know, our mom always had one rule. We don't care what you do. Just do it as best you can. That's it. No other parameters. So, you know, I mean, and she always said, you know, when I would struggle with something, she goes, I don't care what you do. Just, just do it as best you can. You want to be a garbage man? I will buy you a golden garbage <laughs> man. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But all she ever really wanted us to be in our lives is passionate. Yep. Um, and she was really passionate about being our mom. And, you know, maybe she does other things. I don't know. I never asked. But... Um, <laughs> But, you know, so, I mean, that's kind of, that's sort of what we do in our family. So, yeah, yeah. my mom is a huge factor. That's in awesome. everything I do. And actually, you know, I like to joke, but it's actually very, very serious. All she ever wanted all my life was to know exactly where I was and what I was doing. <laughs> and somehow now I have to pay her to know exactly where I am <laughs> and what I'm doing because she's the studio manager. Um, and she runs the calendar, and I was like, that is the con of the century. Yes, it is. I don't know how or when that happened, but, yeah. And I don't even know what I pay her, because she pays herself. That's awesome. 
<laughs> she needs to post a hashtag yeah. winning. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> she needs a parenting book, seriously. <laughs> um, how did you find your style? I mean, I think we can all agree in this room right now that when we look at something, we know that it's Tula or not Tula. And I appreciate that about you and your style. Oh, thank you. I mean, that's probably the best compliment that you can get is that somebody can recognize what you're doing when you're not standing in front of it. Um, probably because if I'm standing in front of it, I'm talking a lot and loudly, <laughs> so you it's hard to see. But, um, you know... I'm really just trying to explain my world. I'm trying to explain myself in my fabric. Um, I've been through like a really, like a lot of really weird stages in life that were, some were really awesome, some were less awesome. All the trauma I've suffered is largely self-inflicted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I've been, I've done a lot of things that have made my life difficult or easy or whatever. But all through it, I've always lived in this, like, really kind of imaginary world. And I'm just really trying to explain that to people. Yeah. Um, I see my fabric as more of, like, my my life philosophy. You know, it's it's about possibility. It's not about, um, you know, it's like, why, why the squirrels got to be brown? I don't know. <laughs> like, why can't they be pink? I think they're cuter in pink. Um you know, I'm really just trying to sort of explain myself through my fabric. So I really feel like my fabric and my quilts and what I do is is like a document of, of my mind. Yeah. You know? I love your mind, by the Thanks. way. I mean, it must be a party of color. It is. It's, it's a little weird up in here sometimes. <laughs> I will tell you that. We like that weirdness, so don't stop it. <laughs> um, this is the fun question. How did you feel like you made it? Wow, I had a couple of times I really thought I made it. Oh, someone outside is super excited. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> is this being videoed or are people just listening to this? Um, I feel like awesome. this is becoming a really frustrating <laughs> listen-to session. Um, uh, but there were a couple of times, like, I was really ready to have made it and then found out that I hadn't. Um, you know, like, when I got my very first fabric collection called Full Moon, Full Moon Forest, um, I, I was, it went to market, went to market, went to the booth, um, and my original, my first couple of fabric collections were with Moda. I've been with Free Spirit for almost 10 years now. But it was my first fabric collection with Moda. I signed the contract. I designed the fabric. I was going to quilt market. Yeah. You know, that special place. <laughs> and that gets less special as the years pass. But um, <laughs> becomes a lot more about hauling things somehow. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so went to quilt market. And I show up. And I was like, hello. Like, why isn't anyone taking my picture? I'm <laughs> <laughs> and I was really disappointed that, like, nobody cared. Um, and, you know, and, I mean, I could think, like, Kim, like, I had a couple of those moments. Like, I wrote a book. I'm like, this is it. And then it's like, oh, this isn't it. Okay, cool. Um, but the book thing was cool because it was the first thing I did that people who weren't quilters were impressed by. Yeah. Right? Like, my family right. was like, oh, I get what you do now. You're an author. <laughs> Um, you know, and I mean, you know, it was like around that same time, um, for Christmas, my, I get a Christmas gift from my dad and 
you know, and the card, and I open it up, and it's one of those fleece blankets where you tie the fringe and knots <laughs> around the end, and he goes, look, I make blankets too. Um, and he was dead serious. And I know he's not going to listen to this, so I can talk about it because he doesn't n understand that the internet exists yet, so it's, um, it's going to be fine. But, um, but yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. I think, like, all of us, I don't think you ever really feel like you made it um, because you're always trying to get to the next goal, you know, or you're, you know, there's – because it, it's a weird thing because, you know, we come here and there's a bunch of people that have come to see us, right. you know, and, and that feels really special. And then we go home and, like, no one cares, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's not like I'm pushing my grocery cart, you know, <laughs> down the aisle at the store, and someone's like, is that Tula Pink? Like, nobody's, that's not happening. Nobody's doing that. You know, when the cashier asked me to sign my receipt, I'm like, sure. <laughs> no problem. Um, I'm really used to this. It's fine. Um, but, you know, I don't think you ever really feel it. And I think you, if you do, you're kind of a jerk. Like, yeah. Like, I'm jerking right now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You know, because you always feel like there's more you can do. I mean, I always feel like I'm not doing enough. Yeah. So I, I don't think there is ever really, like, totally that feeling. I think, for me, the, maybe the, the thing that I'm most proud of is that I get to work every day with my brother I and know. my mom. Yeah. And that this thing that I do that's super weird that teachers were always trying to get me to stop doing in the middle of class is now sort of supporting this whole unit and yeah. giving us the space to work together, which I think is pretty magical. I do too. And I was the kid of the five of us that was like most likely to be homeless. <laughs> so the fact that they all work for me makes me feel super great. <laughs> I enjoy that quite a bit. I bet. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I flaunt it sometimes. I'm like, those are cool shoes, Mom. Do you buy those with your paycheck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That I sign. <laughs> Actually, she does my name pretty well. I don't even think I sign her paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that my eight-year-old signed her homework the other day. <laughs> She was like, you're just an S and some scribbles. I was like, yeah. oh, got to fix that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, and it is. There's always something more to do. But I think this is a special place to be. And, and you do go home and nobody knows what you do. But I do think that you have a special circumstance to work with your family. And, Absolutely. And I love that they post about it and – it, and it kind of from an outsider looking in, we kind of get to see that, you know, you, you kind of get this vibe that, hey, mom's in the shop and she's doing this or your brother or whatever. I think that's a really special family dynamic that you have and something that you, I would think, hold super dear to your heart. Although Absolutely. I'm like you, I would hold it over their head like Oh, crazy. totally. I use it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, my brother's here. He's one of the three men in the room. So <laughs> you can ask around and figure that one out later. <laughs> Are there any habits that you have uh, that you love about your creative process? Um, I mean, I don't know that I love it, but I think it's super effective. Um, one of the things I do is, um, you know, my schedule's really tight and booked out quite a few years yeah. in advance. And, and in that schedule is design time. 
because um, I know how long it takes me to produce a fabric line now. So, wow. um, but one of the things that I do that I think is really the most crucial thing to my creative process is I actually schedule time for bad ideas. Oh, um, so when I start designing a fabric line, it's like, okay, you know, I'm going to start on February 1st, February 1st through 8th is only bad ideas. If anything starts getting good, I have to put it away. So, um, and it kind of cleans the pipes yeah. and it takes the fear off, um, of like, because that's what creative block is, is fear of having a bad idea, right? So I actually like make that a part of my process, that's having awesome. bad ideas. Um, when I was younger even, I used to scribble on the first page of a sketchbook. I read it somewhere, somebody told me I didn't invent it, you know, scribbling I did not invent. I know, it <laughs> seems like I did, but no. Um, <laughs> But like, and it was like to make it less precious because you have this book of like pristine white pages and you're so afraid to mess it up. And so I started doing that early on. The first page of every sketchbook I have is just a giant marker scribble. It's That's just awesome. because nothing in it will be worse than that. <laughs> you know, so you can only go up from here. Um, and I do that when I design too. So like the first week of any design project is, is scheduled bad idea time. And it's kind of like, don't think about pink elephants. Like, what do you think of? And when you say you're not allowed to have good ideas, I feel like I have a lot more Yeah. when, it, because I'm, I'm like flipping the fear table. Um, and I think that's really actually very helpful to my design process. And I think it's helpful for everybody in the room to hear, I, you know, it's almost like, oh, you know, Tula, everything that she puts out is perfect, and I love everything that she does, but to hear that Which you... Which is totally true. Right, it is. Um. <laughs> but to hear that you started with fear mm -hmm. and moved past that, I think the moving past it is sometimes the hardest part. It is. It is really hard. And, you know, fear is the underlying thing of creativity that makes people think they can't have it, right? Yeah, right. Or they can't reach it, or they can't... They can't do this thing that this other person can do that is clearly so much more creative and clearly yep. so much more talented or whatever it is. Um, that thought process is so damaging yeah, and is. useless and such a waste of time. And, um, you know, it's like, I mean, I look at, I'm, I actually talk about this in my lectures, but Carolyn's not usually in the room. Um, <laughs> but... You know, I mean, totally, totally, honestly, and I'm not going to look at her because it's weird, but um, <laughs> Carolyn, Carolyn Freelander's one of my all-time favorite fabric designers. <laughs> and when I first saw her work for the very first time, I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I am working a lot harder than she is. <laughs> um, and everyone's talking about her, and I don't get it. Um, and then I saw her quilts, and it was like, it was like the world exploded. I got it. I have tried to make her quilts in my uh, fabric. It doesn't work. You have to use her fat. Well, maybe she doesn't think so. But like, it's, it's such a complete vision. Yeah. And it's something that I couldn't do. Like if I tried, if I'm a, like, I'm going to put on my Carolyn Friedlander hat today. <laughs> like it wouldn't work. And that's what I love about it. Yeah. It's like. Like, um, she has this ability to stop herself and leave us space, yeah. which is, like, mind-boggling to me. Um, <laughs> it's, like, something I totally can't even comprehend. Yeah. It's, like, how do you know when the space is finished? <laughs> I don't get it. Um, it's a deadline thing. Yeah, that could be it. Um, 
but you know, so it's like, I mean, that's one of the things that I love about this community yeah. is I get to see things and I don't want to make it. I just want to love Look, it. Yeah. You know, like, yep. I mean, I've made several of her quilts, but I always use her fabric when I do it. That's I'm awesome. pretending like she's not here because it's awkward. <laughs> but, um, um, but I actually talk about this in my lectures, so I don't know if we have any crossover people, but <laughs> if they ever bring up that I was talking about you, I do. Um, <laughs> I do, right? Yeah, you see, yeah. Um, so, but you know, like, that's what's so cool. Like, I, 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 I love to love other work. Yep without having any kind of envy yeah. or jealousy or like, I don't want to covet it. I'm just glad it exists. Yes. Right. Me too. And so special that it exists. Right. Um, I mean, just, yeah, the world is a better place for sure. Um, what advice would you give somebody starting out? This can be anything. Yeah. Like in the I rock mean, and roll I kind industry. Of have, like, <laughs> don't do it. Um, they're all jerks. No. Um, <laughs> Um, purple glitter is not a concept. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I think I would have two. Like creatively, um, I think one of my favorite lessons I've ever learned and what's been the most valuable to me as a creative person is you don't have to be everything to everyone. You just have to be the master of your own lane. Like, you know, I mean, I knew when I started drawing like electric wonderland animals that like, everyone wasn't going to be into it but if i could do that thing yeah and make it the thing i do and and just be really really passionate about that thing that i would find the other people who liked that thing yeah um you know i think it's dangerous and i think that's a little bit of what kind of everyone has said to a degree is like you know being yourself it sounds so cliched but it's so true like you can look around look around at what other people are doing and love it don't want to be it yeah you know because people don't want to hear don't want to see my interpretation of carolyn they want to see my right. interpretation of me yep. they don't want to see me wearing an anna suit they want to see me wearing a me suit yeah. you know um so it's and and i think that's probably creatively the best advice um, on the business side, which I am actually equally as passionate about, um, the business of what I do, I find really fascinating, actually quite creative, um, is the best way to kill your business is to let your ego get in front of the, the business. Yeah. Um, and so remembering that, you know, you're just a piece in a larger world, I think is really important. Like remembering you're small, but appreciating that smallness yeah. rather than, you know, it's really easy, I think for a lot of us, and probably some of us have dealt with this on some level, uh, or all of us have dealt with this on some level, you know, we come to a room like this and people want to take our pictures and they want us to sign stuff. And it's really easy to let that make you think that that's a really important thing. Yeah. Um, and yep. that you're the most important thing. And the fact of the matter is, I only get to design fabric as long as you guys want it. Yeah. I don't get to design fabric if you guys stop caring. <laughs> I really don't. Like, you know, I mean, if you guys are like, that Tula Pink girl, like, I'm super over this. <laughs> then I'm super over too. So, you know, it's important to remember... <laughs> You know, <laughs> I'll have to get all new tattoos and, and figure out 
figure out something else. Maybe take my mom <laughs> up on that trash can yeah. offer. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, so it's important to, it's, it, even though the light maybe shines a little brighter on us, we're not the most important thing in the room. And I think remembering that keeps your business strong. Yeah. Because, oh, thanks. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite part about business? What did Sarah Bond say last night? She said she really likes to amortize. And we were like, <laughs> is that a word? <laughs> yeah, no, we did. Um, we'll, we'll hook you guys up if you want to know that. Just meet Sarah. <laughs> uh, what? I, I do enjoy tax oh my time. Gosh. Um, yeah, sorry guys. I mean, I have an accountant and stuff. Like I don't like actually like interface with the IRS or anything, but, um, no, but it actually, I, I, what I actually love to do the most in my business is figure out skew count average sales. (laughs) Oh gosh. That's so Um, funny. I, and actually the people from free spirit actually know this because we'll be in conversations and I'll pull out numbers from like six years ago. Um, (laughs) but I actually know the per yardage sale number of every skew I've ever done, which is close to a thousand. Um, and I can tell you what colors have sold better during different times and when that changed and what it changed to. And yeah, so because you use that. When I you use that data. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting to me because I don't, I mean, to a degree, I'm giving you my vision, but I also want to give you what you want. Right. And I hope that those two things combine. And so far they are. Right. So it's, you know, when, when we stop being on the same page, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, you know, it's like I'm interested mm-hmm. in what you're interested in, not because it's going to change my work but because I want to understand what you're interested in because maybe you're seeing something I'm not. Um, Because it's easy to get trapped in your own world and forget that, that, you know, what you're doing is creating a raw good for other people to make their dreams out of. Right. You know, so I want to give you the best tools to execute what you're fantasizing about, you know. Um, So, yeah. So what has been your top? Do you know that off the top of your head? I do, but I'm not going to tell you. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's always something you wouldn't expect oh that's interesting um i love that you geek out about that and that you like doing your taxes i don't know that anybody's going to shake their head and say yes that they agree with that <laughs> that that is yeah. their favorite part it's not mine i mean i don't like writing the check no no um, that's never but fun. it gives me like a, a world view <laughs> of what's happened this year yeah you know that's what my husband says too, but I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I still have an email. He sends one. Reminder, deadline. Reminder, deadline. Okay, I give up. Just give me the papers. <laughs> well, your husband and I should go buy briefcases together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Every day has one, not me. <laughs> um, oh, I still want you to dig deep for this one. What is something we don't know about Gosh, you? Gosh, I was already really thinking. I mean, we, you can tell. I mean, I don't know, like, I mean, I talk a lot and I very rarely remember what I said (laughs) once it's over, so I don't know. Um, I mean, I think maybe one kind of interesting thing about me is that I was uh, the Western United States Junior Martial Arts Champion and and there was no girls division. (gasps) Whoa. So, that's pretty cool. (laughs) 
so don't mess with you? Yeah, I could literally beat all of you up. Like, <laughs> like at once. Okay. No, just kidding. I can't do the splits anymore, so I could only do it if you were really close to me. <laughs> um, yeah, but so I studied martial arts for, like, most of my adolescence through teenage years and um your mom was like kind of super a had a plan for you <laughs> she well, was like if you're gonna deliver garbage with that yeah that's you gotta be, can. i mean you know the good no i have a brother uh i have a stepbrother who's a black belt also no yeah <laughs> i don't even know who invited you pam <laughs> <laughs> Pretending like you know stuff about me, <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, but it was actually it was really great because I would go to these you know big fighting conferences, and I was a fighter. I wasn't like the one that did like the pretty karate dances, right. um, um, which were great. But I was a fighter, and I was there was no girls' division, so there was me and one other girl, Tammy Beck. <laughs> Oh, and I don't know if she's crafty now and might <laughs> stumble across this, but Tammy, we still have that rematch. To do. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but um, and we had this headgear. You know, you have yeah. to fight oh, with yeah. pads on, and we had this headgear that was open at the top with like a strap across. Yep. And I fully played the girl angle. And so I had long hair down to my waist, and I would put two big pigtails that would come out the top. <laughs> And I would wear makeup, and, um, and the boys didn't want to hit me. Um, and so I would always score the first point. So I was like the first point queen because they wouldn't want to hit me, and I'd be like, oh, that's cute. Boom. You know? <laughs> um, and so I always got the first point. That's awesome. Uh, but then I did have to fight for the next two. So. <laughs> MMA, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we're all here for QuoteCon. You've probably been walking around teaching, doing all your... Have, did you not that. teach? No. Really? Um, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I actually am only here for 36 hours. Wow. I actually came largely for this. Wow, um, thank you. Well, that is sort of true. The, the truth is I actually came because I wanted to hear Mary Fawn's lecture on feminism and quilting. Yeah. And I got the day wrong. <laughs> so I thought it was today, but it was like four days ago or something. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I missed it. So I'm just going to call her later and have her give it to me over the phone. Okay. Yeah. That's because you can. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think that Mary Fonz is one of the great quilting minds of our generation. Um, and she smells so good. She smells so really good. I um, hugged her the other day, and I was weird now. I was like, mm -hmm, God, you yeah. smell good. <sighs> yeah, she smells yeah. great. I've been trying to date her for years, but she, is, <laughs> um, she doesn't fight. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so um, it was a total accident, and I came, and I did a, a cool meet and greet at Pink Door and came here, and um, yeah, so it all worked out really well. And all I saw of QuoteCon was the Pink Door Fabrics booth, which is lovely. It is. And Craft South, which is also lovely. Yep. And I've been here before, so. 
Well, that I, I feel super special. Okay. <laughs> I've made it if this is the case. <laughs> I came for you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, I have to say that I think everybody in this room is incredibly grateful for all of you for being here. Um, I think it's really just amazing that we have this community that is so supportive and um, to get to know more about you. I think sharing your stories and everybody, and that's why I have the podcast is sharing your stories connects you in a different way to the people that we follow online. And it's so important to get that out there. And I don't know, I want the next generation to know um, it's okay to be who you want to be and, and go for it. Um, now we're going to get to the fun part. And this got real fun last night. So buckle up. <laughs> so what we're going to do is I'm going to stand up here. And if you guys want to scoot together. Okay. It's. No, they were not last night. I got super fun. All right. So the first question is your favorite cuss word. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also motherfucker. <laughs> Mine's bitch. I really enjoy that word. A lot. <laughs> uh, mine's for the British people in the audience here. It's wanker. Yeah. <laughs> I think I say what the fuck when I'm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. So sweet. So sweet. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, thanks if you said that to me. <laughs> um. <laughs> So I have to preface this with what happened last night. So my question is low volume, yes or no? And Denise Smith goes, huh? <laughs> volume? She couldn't hear the low volume. <laughs> <laughs> she could not. It was so funny. It totally took her. Yeah, I don't even know if she answered. Um, not for me, no. no definitely not. Yes. I barely understand the question. <laughs> I think yes, but I'm not sure I understand the question either. <laughs> Whatever you're excited about. I'm really, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, neutrals. I mean. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's too, like, too much of a name, too much of a just category. I feel like that's such a limit that I'm just not, not into that. I All mean, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> um, press to the side or press open? It depends. Totally depends. To the side. Open. Always. <laughs> Definitely to the side. Definitely depends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's, I didn't ask this last night, but I thought about it. Um, I should have. Do you, what do you do when you sew? Do you have music? Do you Netflix and binge some shows? Do you have it quiet? I fight off kids in general. Um, <laughs> it depends. I, I sew at all different times of day, so it depends. Sometimes I drink vodka, sometimes I listen to music, sometimes I want silence, and sometimes I shut the door and pretend I'm elsewhere. <laughs> I listen to music unless I have to do math, and then it has to be silent. What kind of music? Um, I like Nico Case a lot. Oh, I, love Nico Case. I don't know who that is. I should, probably, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's super good. Nico Case is really good. And the best live show I've ever seen, just side note. Um, uh, what was the question? What do you what do, do when you you're do sewing? When you're sewing? Yeah. Um, I mostly just watch The Office, like over <laughs> and awesome. over and over and over. Well done. 
Um, when I sew at my machine, I think music or unfortunately too much NPR. And when I um, quilt, I sit in front of the TV and binge watch things. Favorite show? Oh, I like to watch reality TV things. Yes. Yeah. Favorite reality TV show? Oh my God. I knew I shouldn't have said that. So I do like like things like the Great British Baking Show that aren't yeah. mean. I really do. I like Project Runway Love. a lot. I'm yeah. a little embarrassed because I've been paying for episodes of the latest <laughs> Project Runway, which I've not done before, but I broke down. And so every week I'm paying my $1.99 on Netflix. It is so good. It, it's just, it, it's good for me. Yeah. 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 I love to watch Real Housewives. I feel super normal. <laughs> I'm like, I am winning. Uh, it depends, but I do listen to a lot of podcasts. And yeah. tell us your favorite podcast. Oh man, I've really been getting into. We'll still be friends. Cold lately. <laughs> Some of those shows that are like mysteries and stuff, mm -hmm. or cold, this one's like a cold crime, cold case. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone? So at least one piece of pe person listens to that one. <laughs> Machined or hand bind. Uh, machine on the first side and hand on the back. Hand if I have time and patience, but usually it's machine on both sides. All right. Shame. <laughs> 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 I hand bind. Um, attach it with the machine and then hand flip it over. Yeah. Same machine and hand. I'm going to make everyone that only machine binds feel really normal. It's okay. It's okay. You have permission? Yes. Yes. Looks the same. <laughs> it doesn't. But no one at my house knows what like hand binding looks time, like. Stephanie. That's why I do it. <laughs> um, solids or prints? Um, uh, <laughs> I'm really turning a corner on this, but I think prints. <laughs> Solids. Um, I like both. Yeah. I just like color. So whatever form that comes in, but I'm definitely I would say seventy percent print, thirty percent solid. Gotcha. If I had to put a number on it. <laughs> um probably I'm more solids, but I think prints are harder and I'm trying lately a lot. <laughs> I like both. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave the or part. Stop of being that so out. agreeable, Carolyn. <laughs> Carolyn. <laughs> uh, favorite quilt block? Uh, the whole quilt. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really have a block favorite. Um, I like the way the snail trail sounds, but I don't want to mm -hmm. make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't have a favorite block. I mean, the fabric tells me what the block is going to be and that's more that's more important to me like you know what what the fabric's going to do in the piece than what the shapes are that make it I mean I think that goes back to like I'm a fabric first quilter I don't yeah. design the quilt and then find the fabric to fit it I find yep. the fabric and then mash it into something that I can cover my body in <laughs> I don't think I have one either I'm sorry not to answer um, <laughs> I love that you guys are so nice. <laughs> it's funny. I was asked this recently, and I honestly, I 
don't. I mean, I, I love a pineapple block, but I don't think I've ever made one. <laughs> 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 so, like, most of the ones that people talk about, I honestly don't think I've ever made them. But I think that's why I like seeing them, too. I can appreciate yeah. them. cry from laughing um sewing snack what is your favorite sewing snack vodka yeah i knew that that was going to be your answer <laughs> i don't eat it's dirty even <laughs> vodka you can't see it you can't smell it and it doesn't stain and i've heard it makes your fabric flatter if you put it in a spray bottle but it would always be like one for the fabric two for me <laughs> so i've never put it in a spray bottle but i might still it's your turn kim <laughs> Um, this is terrible, but I really like buttered toast. <laughs> uh, it's a mess. What kind of toast? But it sounds like it's um, going to suit your studio pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mess, yeah. Um, I like sourdough a lot, or whole grain. Um, I don't really eat while I sew, because um, of, like, finger situation. Oh my gosh, I'm totally breaking this rule. I eat um, everything. But if I do, it's um, wild berry gummy savers oh, are yeah. kind of my go-to. Yeah, I like those. Um, yeah, lately my favorite snack are those orange coated, like crunchy, cheesy things. So I definitely don't eat those when I quilt. Um, and so I, d I actually don't really snack when I quilt, but I like the tip about vodka, so I'm going to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's really funny. So I, I also don't really snack when I quilt, but um, I love flaming hot anything, yeah. so like Cheetos for sure. <laughs> and that's definitely not good for, for sewing. No. <laughs> Wild side over there. It's <laughs> a, a very committal snack food. <laughs> In the true I just crime. want to take Carolyn completely out of context <laughs> and quote her as, I like flaming hot anything. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn Friedlander. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quote of the weekend for yes. me. Yeah. <laughs> flaming hot anything. I eat pizza, popcorn, nuts, chocolate, drinks. Mixed drinks, regular drinks, all the drinks. Is anybody else? Does anybody else just like throw caution to the wind? Yeah. All right. I taught my kids the wash brings out anything. And if it doesn't, life goes on. So, all right. Yes, character. Um, what would you do if you could not sew? What would like be your dream job? Paint. Paint. I think I would be a vet. I really, really, really like cats. <laughs> a lot. We're so surprised. <laughs> um, I would probably design shoes. Ooh. Like, what would your dream shoe be? I mean, I just got these. These are kind of cool. Yeah, those are cool. Um. I really like buying shoes, so I feel like I'd be pretty good at designing them. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing as how that's what led me to fabric design. Um, I feel stuck. I'm not very quick-witted right now for a lightning round. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know what else I would do. Is that sad? Um, maybe work in a different medium, but I think I would just still need to do something arty. 
um, <laughs> this is probably not an actual <laughs> career, but um, <laughs> I really like. Exactly. I think that, uh, so I, (laughs) I tend to get like really obsessive about random specific things like quilting. And, um, I, when I bought my house, I had, I'd never actually mowed a yard before and like learning about the patterns and like the efficiency of it and like making it different each time just kind of. (laughs) really blows my mind. (laughs) 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 So that's that. (laughs) (laughs) For aliens. (laughs) Alien quilts is what you would make. (laughs) Um, Paper or electronic, and that is um, patterns. I, I... I don't know that that really made. Did we do that one last night? We did. How yeah. we develop how we develop quilt oh, patterns. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, paper and recently, very reluctantly, but necessarily also digital. Yeah. I don't really do patterns, so I just start cutting and sewing. I guess <laughs> I just get after it. <laughs> um, I just get after it. <laughs> Like, I don't even care about my answer anymore. Um, But uh, I'm pretty digital, but everything starts on paper. Paper. Yeah, he's both. (laughs) As long as it's flaming hot. (laughs) Your favorite social media? Talking. Yeah, that's a good one, but Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I kind of hate all of it. Um, I'm not super into it, but I think it's really effective and useful and creates a nice community, so I think it's necessary. Um, uh, But, yeah, I mean, like, not even talking. Like, I'd rather just be home alone, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm not a big a big fan of it either. I'm not very good at it, and I don't um, use it enough, I think. But I, I like when my nieces and nephews post photos of their day, and I get to look at them. So I'm better at stalking than <laughs> posting. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a challenge for me personally. I don't naturally over like broadcast share um but it has been good i i like i like the visual aspect of like instagram i think that's really fun and i love following other people so that's really fun we need to see crop circles by the way (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) just to see you on the lawnmower like (laughs) we'll take it a pilot Well, I think this has been a very special evening, and I cannot say thank you enough from all of us um, for your inspiration that you give our community, the work that you put into our community, and for coming for 36 hours so you can be here just for me, Tula, and the rest of you. Um, I think it's very special, and thank you to Anna for having and hosting at Craft South. I think it's a great venue. I think that we all need to tell the Modern Quilt Guild how much we like this so we can do this more often. 
um, because I think it's so special. It, it, it's really neat to learn things about the you that we, we couldn't learn online and in your process that you share with us. So I think it's really fun. Thank you, Mark and Elizabeth. Yes, have been lifesavers. So um, everybody stay in your seat. We're going to let the designers uh, get together for a photo. Yep. Yep, for a photo. So if you want a photo of them, they're going to stand up there together for a couple minutes. You can come over in the middle, get a photo, and then go back to your seat.